Blog Talk Radio. As I say, 
If you have made the choice to tune in to the right voice, then you've made the right choice. So thank you so much for joining me here on The Right Voice. The call-in number is 646-200-3715. Again, that's 646-200-3715. And so this is our last show of 2015, the last show of the year. And we definitely, definitely want to have uh, to have your input. I'm excited about what has happened uh, at the, at the, throughout 2015, and uh, and I just want to let you know that we intend to keep to keep rolling with the right voice. We intend to keep going and moving forward, and hopefully adding more listeners. And uh, and so as we end 2015, we look forward to 2016, and we look forward with an excitement. So. Uh, just to remind you that we are on social media, we are on Twitter as well as Facebook. On Facebook, you can find us at The Right Voice Radio. Please like us over there, friend us over there, The Right Voice Radio, on Facebook and on Twitter at The Right Voice One. Facebook, The Right Voice Radio, Twitter at The Right Voice. So if you would just hit us up over there, share it with your friends, get the word out because this is the right voice. And as you know, every voice needs to be heard. So thank you so much for, for joining us. All right. Well, today's show is, is I'm really excited. I'm really excited about today's show. Uh, we, I originally thought, you know, it's been some, some really busy days. And, uh, and I originally thought that I was going to, to just bypass today and pick up in the new year. But as it turns out, I was so excited that um, my homegirl, Christy King, uh, is uh, joining joining me tonight. And uh, so, you know, <clears throat> she's joining me tonight as a, as a guest co-host. And I, and I say that she's called in before, and uh, but uh, but she's never been a guest host. So I'm so grateful. Christy King is uh, is going to join me. And actually, you know what? It's it's really a show that that's um it's it's really a show that's kind of it's kind of like chill it's kind of chill as you call it it's really relaxed I, and I called it uh, end of end of the year political potpourri and that means that we are basically going to just dive in and, and talk about I have some things that I I'd like to talk about but uh, politically. But also, we're just kind. Of, we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna sit around the the metaphoric table. I wish we all wish we were all in the same room and had one table. We could all sit around and chit chat. But um, but we're not able to do that. So so imagine that there's a table, and uh, and and we're we're gonna sit around and we're gonna just just chit chat and see and see how that goes for for the next the next hour. So I do have uh, I have a. Uh, Christy King, as I said, on the line with me. Christy, how are you? Me, Armada, my sister. <laughs> my sister, yes. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing this, this glorious cold evening? Well, wonderful, wonderful. And you know what? As far as cold goes, we can't really complain because it's been a very mild, yes. a mild season, right? Yes, very mild. Every day that we have, like we've had a few days with the warmth, is one mm-hmm. less day of snow and ice. Absolutely. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> I totally, totally you know, you were agree. You are talking about the, 
talking about pretending like we were sitting around a table talking. We're going to have table talk. I have a Very friend that he used to he used to say that he he would say, "Hey, hey, let's sit, let's get a cup of coffee and let's have table talk." And I like we, it. And we would sit, yeah, we would sit around the table and we would just have a cup of coffee and 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 chat. So yeah, this well, is table good. talk. This is table talk. I like that. I like that much better than chit chat. It sounds it sounds a lot <laughs> table talk. Um, I, see, I see also that I, I have an, another caller, and I'm so caller. If you would just just hang with us, I want to to give Chrissy a chance to introduce herself. And so Chrissy, it may not. I don't know if the caller just wants to to chime into to one or two things, or uh, or if they're going to join us and sit around for the table talk. But either way, it's great. All right. Absolutely. 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 But first, I want you know because I, I know you're you're a regular listener, obviously, um, and uh, and I know that you have called in before. There are others who may not know anything about you, so I'm going to give you an opportunity as my guest co-host here today to tell us a little bit about yourself. Who you know, so people know who they're listening to. Oh wow, where to start? Well, mm-hmm. um, as you know, my name is Christy King, and I. Uh, got involved in politics in the election of 2008, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot about myself during that election and where I lined up politically, and um, I found out that I lined up with the right, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool because then Sarah Palin came on the scene, and and uh, it was it was good to, to have her jump in. And I just started getting involved in my local political club. Um, I, in 2009, I, I joined the uh, Cape County Republican Women's Club, which now, what, that was 2009, and this is 2000, almost 16. So we're talking, mm-hmm. what, six years ago? Seven. Seven years mm-hmm. ago. Oh, my goodness. So we're talking yeah. seven years ago, and now I'm actually the president of the club. Um, right. And at that time, in 2009, in 2009, I joined the Pachyderm Club, which is a a um, uh, it's it's a free government requires active citizens, and and basically it's a it's an education type of a club. And um, and then I was also I also jumped in on the the Cape County Central Committee, and um, I was I've been the secretary for them ever since, and and so. Um, yeah, I just I just got involved and and um, stayed involved and and can you know continue to uh, serve in any way I can in that in that um, capacity. Um, as far right. as personally, I I just I go to church and work and I I'm the donor relations director for KHIS Radio, which is a contemporary Christian radio station here in in Cape Girardeau. We reach a 50-mile radius, so we, we reach about 30,000 people uh, every day, mm-hmm. if not more. Um, actually, I think that might be more. I'll have to look in on that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and I have okay. I have a dog named Jersey and two cats, Tommy and Rudy. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I want to know. <laughs> speaking, speaking, of your, speaking of your pets, if anybody hears a, you know, meow in the background, well, my cat, Trooper, has been known to to make uh, an appearance on the, yes. the right voice. He 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 has a voice that he likes to lift up also. Yes. So, um, yeah, he likes also, to sing too. He he likes to sing. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in addition in addition to the volunteer uh, in addition to the volunteer political 
you do. You've also worked in the political arena, correct? I I actually did. That is that I uh, was the campaign administrator. Um, well, actually, as a campaign coordinator for uh, Ellen Brandom, who ran for state state uh, senator back in 2012. And then in 2013, um, I was hired by the um, Congressman Jason Smith as his, cam- his campaign administrator. So mm-hmm. I did that for two years, and I learned all the, all the Federal Elections Commission rules and regulations and uh, mm-hmm. took care of, of business there and walked in a lot of parades and coordinated a lot of volunteers. And, and um, I, I really learned a lot in that position. Mm-hmm. Well, you know it's interesting though because what, what listening to you talk about your background, I just want to I just want to set the stage here before we do dive into some of the political popery. Um, one would think that you were just totally in love with politics, and yet I know this because I know you so well that lately you've kind of been feeling a little bit removed from the political scene and not quite so so passionate and really involved anymore. What? And you know what? There are a lot of people. I've seen things on social media, et cetera, where people are like, you know what? I'm just not feeling it, or I need a break, or I needed a break, and I'm back now, or whatever. Uh-huh. What? What is it going on with you that makes you kind of feel like, you know, you know, I'm, I, politics is, is in my my bones a little bit, but I'm not quite feeling it like I do. What's up? Well, I think a lot of it for me is is the job that I have now. Um, I mean. It's a listener-supported radio station. It's a Christian radio station. Uh, For 12 years, I worked retail, making money for other people. And then I worked worked for Jason, Congressman Smith, and I was winning votes for him. And don't get me wrong, that's important because we need that. But with this particular job, I mean, it's like I'm helping to win souls. And win souls for the kingdom of God. And that is so much larger and a bigger, grander scale. I mean, that's eternity. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, even though, even though I've, I've, I don't want to say, I guess I kind of have been as passionate about politics as I was, my priorities have kind of shifted just a little bit. But I still am very much into the whole political thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just probably not my number one focus. As it was now. Granted, this is a new job. I just started in July, so um, you know things can always change there too. But I do, I do recognize the importance of um, of of what my job entails, and it's ministry, mm-hmm. you know, right. and ministry and and make, making sure people get saved and are are going to go to heaven. Wow, that to me is a is is a pretty pretty powerful thing to be involved in and and also I mean I have to agree I mean with the people that you were talking about on Facebook saying I'm just not feeling it and and I I'm having that trouble I don't know if it's the if it's the the current candidates for 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 the election and I know we're probably going to I know we're going to be getting into that but it's just I just I, I I'm like I'm just not excited I mean it's like I know we need a change and I know, mm-hmm. I know that we need a Republican. I get that. But if it, you know, at the same time, I'm kind of like, well, you know, Republican, Democrat, uh, Independent. You know, I'm almost kind of like Franklin Graham. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about I'm, him I'm, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like I've almost like just kind of 
given up on the whole two-party system and just, I'm just like, I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like that we get get this all this information about what you're going to do for me, you know, during the elections, and it just seems like it, and, and until somebody can show me they can do different, once they mm-hmm. get in there, it just seems like that they just do what they want to do anyway once they get in. They right, get your right. vote, they do what they okay. want. And I'm ready well, to see somebody show me something different. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, again, that you're you're not the only one who feels that way. If anybody, we lost our caller. I'm sorry, caller, but uh, feel free to call back in. And anyone else want to call in and just join us? The number again, 646-200-3715. I'm your host, Adrian Ross, and I am with my guest, uh, co-host, Christy King, my good friend. And uh, she gave us a little bit of a background. But, Christy, you, you um, the kind of table talk I want. I, I was going to talk about Franklin Graham later, but since you brought it up, um, for those of you who may know, for those of you who may not know, Reverend Graham, uh, son of, of Reverend uh, Billy Graham, and, and uh, the one who he runs uh, Samaritan's Purse, and he you know does all kinds of things, he has recently announced that he has left the Republican Party. And he left the Republican Party because he's just totally, totally, I'm going to use the word disgusted. Like he's saying whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, whatever, sort of like what you said, Christy. He's just not feeling the fact – it really came down to this whole issue with Planned Parenthood, and right. I think that was that was the icing on the cake. Here we have – and we have an opportunity not to fund them, and, and yet we do anyway in this trillion-dollar spending bill. And he just feels like people – He, I suppose he was in the Republican, part, Republican Party because he felt like it was the party that was going to stand up more so than the left for that which was right. And he feels like they are dropping the ball. And when you have situations like a Planned Parenthood that is on video, which appears to be, I mean, uh, talking about altering the abortion procedures and harvesting these baby parts and selling them for profit, and yet you cannot find the strength to, to defund and to fight that fight, he says, I'm leaving the party. And some people don't agree with that. They think that that you need to stay inside and fight and fight from from within. And I don't know where you stand on that, but I'm throwing that out on the table. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I see. I de- I definitely see it both ways. I see his point. I completely see his point. Now, for mm-hmm. me, I don't think that that means to just completely back away and pull yourself. Well, it's kind of like it is with me. It's like maybe my maybe my passion for politics isn't number one right now because I'm so aggravated with how things are going and you know how the ball does get dropped or the can gets kicked down the street, you know. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm still involved because I think that the, I think good people that truly care about what's going on in our country and our communities—they don't even have to be our country; it can be our county, our city our communities, if you truly care about what's going on, I mean, you should get involved, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you, I mean, obviously if that's something a person feels called to do or feels interested in doing, you know, I'm not saying that everybody should because, I mean, you don't, you've got to, you've got, well, I guess everybody should because you need to vote. But, right. you, you know, as far on. as like involvement, yeah. I mean, as far as like involvement and stuff like that, I mean, I don't think that just because I'm aggravated and disgusted with the way things are going and the fact that nobody seems to want to listen 
to what the voters want doesn't mean that I should turn my back on being involved because we need more people to stay involved to keep, to, to try to get something you know, something positive. <laughs> I don't know. And, and in all fairness, and in all fairness, I don't know that um, Reverend uh, Franklin Graham was saying that he wasn't going to be involved. He's saying he's not going to be involved in a particular party. Um, you know, and he said, uh, "Oh, America, I right. okay." And, yeah, and he and he basically is saying that America is in a bad spot until we elect more more godly people. And you know. Anybody who knows Franklin Graham knows that he's gonna he's not trying to be politically correct and he's really gonna call it what it is. And for him, um, America needs godly leadership. I know some people don't want to hear that, but that's what he's saying, and he doesn't want to align himself align himself with a particular party, especially if that party is not going to stand by what's right. right. So, you know, that's I, I that's hear, interesting. I hear that. It's- I mean, it's just like whenever they, you know, somebody talks to me, oh, you're into politics, blah, 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 you know, what party? And I'm like, well, okay, I, I'm a conservative first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. it's kind of the same difference. I'm a conservative first right. before I'm going right. to say I'm a Republican because I I really don't want, I mean, well, as you know, here in Missouri, I mean, you just register to vote and you can go and do what you want, exactly. you know, and I like exactly. and I think that's good. Um, right. But because you're not having to align yourself with a party, you know, it's like you can say, I'm a conservative first. And that's and that's exactly how I feel. I identify as a conservative. When I was in New York, I could I said I could I could be an I could easily be an independent, but we can't vote in the primary as as a, as an independent. And so I wanted to have my my voice heard there. Right but here in Missouri, right. here in Missouri, I'm just registered to vote. Listen, I see that we have another caller, and so I want to take that call because we've and uh, so I want to get this call. I don't know if they're joining us to hang with us or just have a question or comment. So, caller, you're on the Right Voice Radio. Hello. Um, you know, this is the first time I'm listening to this show, and I just intended to listen in and to hear what you're all talking about. And I just, I just got on, so I don't know what you're talking okay. about. <laughs> so so you just want to. Yes, you just want to hang on and, and listen. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, th- thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay. All right, Christy. Well, we'll continue and um, let's let's jump into what's really been uh, just kind of uh, dominating the news. I mean, we talk about political potpourri. There is. This is such an interesting political cycle. Okay, this race uh-huh. for the presidency, this race for presidency. I mean, we had almost 20 candidates in this race. And and I'm thinking that people thought, I mean, I'm thinking so many people. And like, you know, again, I just want to just, just some talk, just some chit chat about these things. And uh, and go flow here with me. Um, and I, I'm thinking that people, Candace thought, you know what, this is a prime time to get in the race. President Obama has done so much damage. Many people feel that he has set us back, that he is divisive than anything, um, that he is not, he's not delivered the goods. The hope and change is not the hope and change we wanted. His desire to transform, you know, for this fundamental transformation, yeah, he may have done it, but it wasn't the direction that we wanted to go, nor did we feel necessarily that we needed to be fundamentally transformed, improved perhaps. But we're not. People are not quite feeling that 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 there was any improvement there. In fact, again, many people feel like he set us back. 
But so I'm thinking that maybe these candidates said, you know what, this is the time to get in. This is the time to make a difference. This is the time to steal from Donald Trump to make America great again if you felt like it somehow had slipped. Who could have foreseen so many candidates? I didn't. Did you? No, no, not at all. In fact, I don't ever, I don't recall ever having this many candidates, you know. Mm-hmm. But then again, I, I haven't I haven't followed politics closely, you know, yes. so maybe we have yes. in the past. I don't know. I don't but think I, I mean, typical. <laughs> I don't think this is exactly, yeah, I don't think this is typical. This is just not normal. Um, right. But, I mean, and, and some of them still, there's still some of them that are in that just need to, they just need to just, you know, bow out gracefully and just, you know, call it quits. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry if you're not getting any more than, like, less than 1%, you, you need to go. So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, I mean, more power to them for wanting yeah. to try. I mean, I guess the more the merrier. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I you think you can get too many because it splits mm-hmm. splits the vote so many different directions. However, in this in the polling, race, yeah. it doesn't – in the polling, yeah. I've heard in this particular race it doesn't seem to be splitting much of anything. It seems like – Trump is kind of taking it and rolling with it, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I never, I, I, I yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> well, it was, it, it, it's a, a whole lot, lot and you know what? And it really, I felt like, um, you know, when you went now, when you get to these, uh, and I have another call, and I'm going to pull this caller in a moment, but when you get to these debates, it becomes even more difficult. Uh, right. It becomes more exactly. difficult because. Right, because you don't get to you get ninety seconds or sixty seconds or whatever, right. and you're not getting a whole lot of information. Right, because remember the after the Democratic debate, I even texted you and I said, "Does this seem like that that they?" It, it, it almost seemed like when I was listening to the Democrats, whether I mean agree disagree, most of it I disagreed with, but it just seemed like they had more more plans. You know, more of a plan, more of a strategy, or whatever. And you were like, "No, actually, probably not." And you, you and you even have pointed out maybe it's because there's three, three of them, and they get to talk more. And I'm like, "Well, duh. I guess it probably is." Mm-hmm. When you're trying and, to split up, split up two hours between three people, that's not so hard to do. But when you've got what twelve people on the stage or ten people on the stage, I don't even know how many on the stage, or fifteen yeah. or whatever, pick a number, any number. You know, then yeah, it's a little bit difficult to 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 split up two hours or three hours or however long they're going to do. So and then, you get, and then you get the undercard and you kind of like feel bad for them, you know. I, yeah, you I got know. Undercard to be, you know, which some of those things. It's too, like the it's, it's it's like the rejects. <laughs> you know, and they're and they're not. You know, they're really not. They're not. They no, not at all. Good, right, good things to share and everything, but. It's, it's just again when you when you talk about that main debate, it, it gets very difficult. And then they start fighting with, they start, you know, you're not calling on me enough, and and, and then yeah, yes. and it gets kind of crazy. All right, Christy, I'm going no. to um, bring in our caller, another caller that we have with us. Sure. And have him join the conversation. Hello, you're on the right voice. Hello, this is Ron. How are you doing? Hello, Ronald. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I I called in and. I was listening before I called in. I'm on my way home, actually, from work, and I just wanted to weigh in on Franklin Graham's uh, announcement. Mm. I guess that was about a week ago. Yeah, please do. What do you think? Well, when he announced that, 
it made me think about an incident that happened to me when I was going to Sac State, oh, between 1984 and 1986. And I wrote about this and posted it on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. At that time, I was taking government class with Joe Sterna. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Sterna, back in the day, uh, marked with Cesar Chavez, and mm-hmm. he taught government at Sac State, and he was elected mayor, and he died in office, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I was with his students in class, and he asked us this question, which he knew the answer to, but, you know, our teachers, they, they put questions out there. And he asked us, what are the purpose or what is the purpose of a politician? And mm. so we were like, we were, we were thinking deep. We were thinking altruistic, oh, to help the people, to serve the people, to make society better. You know, and, we were, and he was just kind of just standing there in front of the class like a church. He was smiling like a church shot cat. He knew the mm-hmm. answer. But mm-hmm. we were just all, nope, you're all wrong. The purpose mm. of a politician is to is to get elected and stay in office. That's it. Hmm. About the truth. And so, and, and so when I when I thought about that, um, you know, then uh, and then when uh, uh, when 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 I gotta calm down. I'm getting kind of excited. Let me calm down. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when I heard what what what, what the Republicans did not do. As far as this budget deal, and like Christy was saying, and like you were saying, Adrian, they didn't put up a fight regarding Planned Parenthood funding. Oh, I was really proud of the party when back in September they made a stand, and it was really, it was really, uh, uh, it was really telling what the Democrat Party did not do. I mean, one thing about what uh, Joe Sinner taught us is that to be um, to be a party, you got to be disciplined. And one thing I respect, I don't like, but one thing I respect about the Democratic Party, they are disciplined. They don't mm-hmm. eat their, they don't eat each other up. They don't throw each other, other under the bus. And we Republicans, that's what we do day in and day out. Uh-huh. You know, um, and I agree with you, Christy. I am a conservative first and a Republican second, and I am seriously considering walking away from the party because I'm not I, I, I told myself years ago I would not vote for a candidate who's for Planned Parenthood and I certainly will not support a party who's for, who won't take a stand against the tearing up of babies in the womb and selling them to me that is like it's almost like supporting a Nazi party you know what I'm saying mm. I okay, hear you ran over, ran no, over. I appreciate Ron um, Ron, hold that thought. Hold the fire, brother. Hold the fire. And, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, hold the fire because I do have a call. The number again is 646-200-3715. And you're listening to the Right Voice Radio with your host, Adrian Ross. I have wonderful guests with me right now who called in. And that's Christy King with my guest co-host. And, and Ron called in. And I see I have another caller. And so, guys, we're going to have a large table here hopefully, and uh, and then we're going to dive in some more. Let me just see who we have with us here. Hello, Right Voice Radio. Hello, this is Linda. Hi, Linda. How are you? Doing pretty good. All right. Hey, Linda. Yeah. I just I have a question for both of you. Do you sure. think 
I know God's in control of everything, but do you think it matters whoever we elect? In the and what I mean by that, I know I know what Hillary would do, and I understand. I like I I, I basically like Trump, but I, I I'm older than y'all, a lot older. And at 72, I've I've never seen it like it is now. And my daddy's 87. He says he's never seen it this way. Uh, we we hear. Well, if we do this and do that, it's going to change. If we have both houses, it's going to change. If we have a new uh-huh. president, it's going to change. And I and, and this is going to get Obama out, or this is going to oh, uh, this is going to kill Trump. And you read the news and you just say, what's going to change? It's you know, um, I heard uh-huh. a preacher say the other day as he was doing his sermon, he said he felt the hand of God was just to come down on us, and he was crying. And and so I like to see what y'all think of what. I don't know if I had a good question, but is it going to change? I mean, are we going to if, if well, we have a good president? I, you know, Linda. I mean, in my opinion, you know, and this is strictly opinion. I, I mean, I think, I think that you know we're living now, and you know, in, in in the end times. And I don't know. I mean, we can, we can, uh, we can, we can pray, and I think that's very, very, very important, and to get the right leaders and everything in place. Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if things are, are, you know, meant to, I don't want to say, because it sounds like I'm, I sound like Eeyore or something, like, oh, woe is me, but I don't yeah. know that things are meant to get better, you know, I, I, I really kind of think that things are, are, I think that things are starting to, until, until like the, the, the another great awakening, another revival, right. you know, that's supposed to take place, um, uh, be, before the end times, you know, it's like you, you yeah. that, that next, the third great awakening is, is kind of, is what it is, you know, and yeah. I don't know if things are supposed to get better, you know, uh, until we get to that point, because I'm, I'm afraid that when with people, I mean, th- thinking on a, a, um, a, you know, a Christian thoughts here until people get to the point where they have nowhere else to turn, but to God, that's yeah. where we're at right now. I mean, you can't look at a politician. You can't look at them for the answer because they're not right. the answer. You know, God is the answer. And until the well, country, until the you. people in this country get to that point, I don't know if things will get better because they need to put God first instead of putting government or or or, or entertainment or actors and actresses, sports people. They need to put God first. And until that happens, I I don't know if it will get better and I don't mean that to sound like bah humbug but well, no, I just well, that's I don't, just my thought. Yeah, well I don't either. I just you know, it it's just like I said, I, I I'm so much older than you guys and 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 have you know, the first president I voted for was John F. Kennedy. And uh-huh. and, and and you know, then went on on from there. But um it it's just it's just what you see and hear. Uh right. The only time I've saw some major awakening is it's when they shut down the government and closed the the memorials. That mm-hmm. was a major awakening. When people saw they were the way that the vets were being treated in Washington, right. they couldn't even go to their own memorials. Uh, and and I I see people more people trying to wake up. There's a book. It's called uh, the Sins of uh, of a, a Civil Society, where it talks about what we as uh, of Christians sin of a civil society. I think it's where we as Christians have have sit back and said let somebody else do it. Or God will do it, you know, and and 
That's the, that's the frame of mind we've all got to get out of. We have to get out uh-huh. of that frame of mind and start all praying together. Um, uh-huh. I I know prayer get, prayers get answered. I know that. Absolutely. Uh, and so uh, uh, it's a really good book. That's not exactly the title, but it, it, the premise of it is we as Christians have sat back and I've seen it in churches. I've seen it in other places. But it, it, to me, it just looks like every day there's something new. You, when something new happens, you kind of say, oh, what next, you know. But you, we've got to right. get in the frame, frame of not, mind where we hit our knees first. Of course, I can't get down on mine, but other than that, we hit our knees first. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get me up if I got down. But I, just want to call uh, you know, I hear you, Linda. Linda, let me up. Let me uh, let me wait. Yeah, let me weigh in here too, because I, I feel exactly what you're saying, and, and what Christy said is is what I was going to say. And that is, you know, we we offer to to people to do it, and, and if we're looking to a politician, it's just not going to happen. But I understand that feeling because you're thinking, okay, so and there's supposed to be something that they have to offer, and I just feel like sometimes it's just defeat after defeat after defeat when we look right. to people. And so, like you said. And, and it does matter who leads. That's why, as Christy was saying earlier, it's important that we're involved because from if you're going to talk from a biblical perspective, I mean, the Bible does say that, you know, when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. And so we understand that there's something to be said for, for righteous leadership, you know. Now, right. um, but you know, sometimes I feel the same way. I'm like, will it, you know, will it make a difference? Will it make a difference who, who we vote in? And I'm I'm inclined to believe that that we do need to continue to pray and we do need to have mercy because I think that we are in such a state where people are so, I mean you hear even you hear people are saying oh you know you need to get away from those social issues and those things aren't important and you know we hear all those kinds of things and I'm just shaking I'm shaking my head and I'm thinking like Ronald but I'm like you know what I, one of the reasons I became a Republican in the beginning was because of uh, I was a social conservative first yes fiscal important but if we are just willing to sell babies down the river i mean i don't know it's it's interesting and um and we're it's, it's, it's an interesting it's a very interesting time that we live in it's it's one that one day you feel scared and one day you feel hope it's kind of you kind of right. between the between the two and, and you find hope sometimes when you sit with a group of friends or or, or you you uh and I'll bring it up. I find hope in prayers for my grandson, as you know, and and and, and hope mm-hmm. for young people. When I watch the things he has done with young people and, and the, his group of young people, so mm-hmm. and, and my baby, my grandbabies. That you know, you've seen pictures of Evan and Abby. You know, uh, 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 they're, they're six and four. Mm-hmm. They've been walking with me today because I've got to start walking a lot more. And, and and that brings you hope, and but but you want a future for them. I don't want to be the uh, I don't want their mother to be the the mother or the grandmother later on that has to say this is what America used to be like. This mm. is the America we used to live in, because that that's sad because it's not the America Scary. I lived in as a kid. As a kid, I went outside and played in the dark, and and nobody checked on me. I had, cousins we played we got ahead old horse and buggy went out and uh, out in the country and had picnics and all that and nobody worried about you they knew just when it got dark you'd come home you know mm-hmm. but now you don't dare let your kids out of your side that, that's so you know but i just think christians need to stop saying well god will take care of it well god says i think it's in ephesians i'm not sure uh, you know, if you call my name you got to call on him you're not going you know he's there but we've got to right. call on him and right. that you do that via prayer. So 
I, I won't take up any more of your time, but I just, I've just i been listening, and I thought, okay, it won't hurt me to call. And I appreciate you, Adrian, and appreciate what you're doing. I hope Thank I didn't. You. I hope you understood no. what I was trying to say. Oh, yes. You know. Oh, yes. yeah. You've added Good to the stuff. conversation well. Yeah. 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 Very much so. So thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Thank you, Linda. You keep, uh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Um, you're listening to The Right Voice, and that was Linda, and she was just weighing in and Speaking, I think, uh, something that a lot of people can understand and just feeling a little bit sometimes disheartened. One day you feel a hope, next day you're thinking, what are these people doing who call themselves leaders? You know, where do we go from here? And just reminding us, thank you, Linda, reminding us and Christy all of the importance of of God in this in this whole thing. So um, the number again to call in, 646-200-3715. I'm going to take a break really quickly for about 40 seconds, and I'm just going to play this clip from um, one of one movie that I, it's a, it's a quote, it's a monologue from a movie that um, you may be familiar with. I just love this movie. It's many years old. It's called Coach Carter. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. I love that. I love that. That's powerful. Love, it is powerful um, mm-hmm. because we often think of our, our, we think of fear and like, oh yeah, that we're not good enough. No, most of us are afraid that we might actually be powerful <laughs> beyond measure. And each of us, each of us is designed and destined to shine. And it's not just in some of us, you know, we're, we're, we're we should be just blowing up with shininess. Anyway. Tiny, um, <laughs> happy next. people holding hands. Yes, um, that's how I that every day. Now, let's get back, Chrissy, and I know Ronald's still on hold here, and he's welcome to jump in as well. Um, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk more, time has gotten away. I love that, that how fast it's gone because we're having a good conversation. And sometimes we do go into overtime and uh, hear on the right voice. But I want to get into, I want to talk about Donald Trump because um, Ronald and Chrissy, I Oh, the Trumpster. <laughs> oh, the Trumpster. You know, and, oh, let's talk about Donald Trump. Okay. Let's talk about Donald hey, Trump. There's I mean, Ron. Your, hey. Yeah, there he is. What are your thoughts? I'll start with you, Ron, and Chris. You can just jump in as you will. I mean, I didn't expect him to, you know, there were people who didn't even believe he was going to jump in the race even the day that he announced, even up until he announced. And look at what he has done as far as the polls are concerned. And the conversation. What are your thoughts on the Trump factor? Well, oh my, oh, go ahead, go ahead, ahead, Ron. Ladies first. (laughs) Uh, Well, no, that's okay. You're you're a guest. Well, of course I am too. I guess, right? (laughs) Yeah, but Ron, Ron, you can start, and then Chris. Yeah. Well, um, what I like about Donald Trump is what I dislike about Donald Trump. What I like. What I like about him is that he's saying a lot of stuff that we're thinking, that we're talking amongst our our, our family and close friends. And mm-hmm. I really am 
I really am aghast at how much left the intelligentsia, the mainstream media, has bludgeoned us so much that we are afraid to think things that he is saying. Mm. And so that's what I like about what he's, because he's raising issues that need to be raised. But what I dislike about him is that there seems to be a lack of verbal civility in raising those important issues. So, <laughs> uh, so I like what he's doing, but yet I dislike what he's doing. And I quite frankly think, guys, that he may be the Republican nominee. And I'm not sure about his political stand that I can support him, even if he does have a Republican uh, conservative as his running mate, because my vote to me is sacred. And if I vote for him, I am indicating to him that I would want him to lead me, to govern me. And I'm not there with Donald Trump. I'm just not there with him yet. So um, I really appreciate what Linda was saying. Um, she's addressing about the spiritual. To me, it's not about who wins or who loses but it's how we conduct ourselves in that process because what we do or what we don't do has eternal reverberation. Hmm, yeah. Uh-huh. And, Christy, you were talking earlier about the importance of, of eternity. So he's linking that political with, with that, you know, with, with the whole process, eternal. Um, what about, right. what are your thoughts? I know you probably have a lot. You were like, oh, the Trumpster. So what's up with you and Donald Oh, the Trumpster, yes. I, you know, I, I totally agree with what Ron just said because it's like every the things I like about him are the things I dislike about him. Because I mean, if there's anything, I can, I mean, I'm glad he jumped in because he has opened up conversations that maybe wouldn't have opened up had he not said them about immigration, about you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but but at the same time, I'm like what Ron said too. His his delivery is 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 brash and I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing but there's a way to be brash and a way to be um respectful at the same time mm-hmm. and it just seems that he can't do that at the same time and so um I that that concerns me it really concerns me because I I know he's ahead in the polls and I know when I get why, it is because he speaks his mind. Mm-hmm. But the things that, some of the things that he speaks his mind about, I kind of go, huh? You know, because I don't, I, I don't necessarily the thing, agree the said, with everything he says. Oh, okay. So it's not just, yeah. it's not just how he says it. You don't even like some of the things he says? Or is it more but, well, how he delivers it's, it? It's more of how he says things. And how I mean, and I, you know, I'm not like I, I'm definitely not the PC police by by no means, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I, you know, just like the whole the, the the whole Muslim thing, and I know we've like uh, like I heard you hash this out on one of your shows. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. I can't even remember. But I mean, and I get his point. I know where he was going with it. You know, and and I do think that we need to have better security background checks and things like that sure. on people that do come over into the country. You know, but just to go into label, you know, we can't let Muslims into the country. Well, I I, I kind of had a problem with that because I mean, agree or disagree, you know, we're Christians. You know, 
so are the Westboro Baptist people. They claim to be Christians, but they're fruitcakes. You know? Yeah. So we can't label, we, we can't, you know, just because you're going to have ISIS, the crazy Muslim people, we can't put all Muslim people into the same little pool, just like you can't take all Christian people but I don't and put know them that he, in the but same I don't pool. Did, I don't know who did that. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, but, but what I'm going to say is, all right, if Donald Trump is going to go there, okay, go there. Cite chapter in the verse in the Quran where it says that you're supposed to lie, uh, if you're a Muslim, it's righteous to lie to the infidel. Cite right. where it says in the Ayatollah uh, Khomeini, little green book. That you are to uh, usurp authority when you go conquer infidel land. If you're going to go there with the Muslims, go there and and cite their own literature. You see what I'm saying? And that's what I think he needs. He needs like an Adrian Roth. Perhaps he needs he needs he needs he needs, he needs someone um, who has good communication skills to educate all of us about the threats. Of Islam, what opposes That's a good point. Democracy. You know, my thing is, if you're going to go there, go there and educate the citizens, uh, uh, um, um, educate the people. Right, yeah, right. don't just blurt it. Don't just blurt it right. out. Have something to kind of back it up with. And you well, know, I, I, I kind of feel like I he's can... just like, oh, I'm going to make great, make America great again. You know, it's like, okay, well, that's great. Okay, and then, well, I, you I, know. I, 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 we don't all have to. We don't. We don't all have to agree, and that's the good thing about this because I don't want us to just uh, agree with this a lot. But I, I think that a lot of times it's the, it's the takeaway. I mean, Trump. You know, he he was specific in saying that we needed to. We needed to. Um, he felt fault on all Muslims temporarily, and I know people said that's just ridiculous because it won't happen. And then we have allies, and we can't isolate and all. You know, um, or disenfranchise those who are who we need to help in this whom we need to help in this battle. But at the same time, you know, I think that, you know, you Westboro Baptists, yeah, they're crazy, but you know what, it's not, or you mentioned some Christians are crazy. Yeah, but Christians aren't aren't trying to wage jihad on uh, on on us, you know? And so I take that's the exception true. people bring that's that up. Point. We, you know, and not, and not all Muslims. Not all Muslims are. But he's saying until we can get this thing figured out. Right or wrong, I just wanted to be clear that people, I think people kind of took away part of what he said, and then they clip where he's saying temporarily so we can figure out what's going on because our vetting system isn't working, and we have people in high positions who are saying there's no way to vet, even with the Syrian refugee issue I'm talking about, we can't vet properly, et cetera. So uh, I don't know. That's an interesting thing. But I want to say I have to move this along, but I want to um, – I want to get into really quickly the issue with Donald Trump and uh, the Clintons. And uh, so last few days, we've had a lot of stuff going on here in terms of um, Donald Trump. uh, Well, Hillary Clinton called, you know, she's playing the woman card. She's calling him sexist. And he fought back, taking aim at Bill Clinton, who is not running for office, by the way, but uh, still, he Donald Trump said he would go after him if Hillary Clinton wants to play that sexism card. So I am going to. I know we're going to end up going into into a little bit. So I hope you guys are okay with that. I want to play this clip 
concerning uh, Trump and Bill Clinton and the whole sexism issue, and then we'll talk. Well, Donald Trump is now backing down from his verbal feud with Hillary Clinton. The Republican frontrunner has sent out a tweet slamming Clinton's recent announcement that her husband, former President Bill Clinton, will hit the campaign trail for her in January. Trump tweeted, Hillary Clinton has announced she's letting her husband out to campaign, but he's, a demonstra he's demonstrated a penchant for sexism. So inappropriate. CNN Investigations correspondent Chris Freitz is in our Washington bureau. So, Chris... What do you got? I'll tell you, Deb, the fight between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton is getting increasingly personal with the billionaire attacking Bill Clinton for sexism. Now, Trump said his tweet last night attacking Bill Clinton's, quote, penchant for sexism, turned the tables on Hillary Clinton because she used the same phrase to criticize Trump earlier in the week after he used a sexist vulgarity to describe Clinton's loss to Barack Obama in 2008. I think he is fair game because his presidency was really considered to be very troubled, to put it mildly, because of all of the things that she's talking to me about. I mean, she's mentioning sexism. I actually turned her exact words. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the following tweet, but I turned her exact words against her from that standpoint. And she's got to be careful. You know, it's got to be fair. And we all have to fight fairly, and we have to fight you know, for the good of the country, for the good of the people, for the good of everybody. But we have to fight fairly. And she's playing the woman's card, and it's like, give me a break. So the chairwoman of the Democratic National Committee fired back, saying Trump is practicing gutter politics and that the whole GOP field is following him down the soar. It's really outrageous, the, the depth and how low he has allowed the, the campaign to sink. And... The rest of the Republican field, Andrea, is going along with Now, Trump's slam on Bill Clinton's marital infidelity and alleged sexual misconduct comes a week after the Democratic frontrunner announced that her husband will hit the campaign trail for her next month. And the attack appears to be a kind of preemptive strike on the man regarded by many as one of the country's best campaigners. And it also suggests that Trump is feeling secure enough in his lead atop the GOP field to take on the leading Democrat. Now, Trump and Clinton are neck and neck in a number of hypothetical matchups. And of course, it doesn't hurt that criticizing Clinton is also very popular among a number of Republican primary voters, Deb. Okay, I'm uh, talking with my guest co-host, Christy King, and also Ron, uh, and we just heard that clip where well, Donald Trump being Donald Trump said, hey, if Hillary wants to come and be a sexist, then I'll just pull out Bill Clinton, pull out his infidelity, I'll put out, pull out the issues with their marriage. And there's been a lot of talk lately about that. Is Bill Clinton off the table? Should he be no, untouchable? No, no. You say no. I said no, no, no. You know, okay, all, why Donald you say no? Has, all Donald Trump has to do is remind everybody what 60 Minutes shown regarding Juanita Broderick. What that Bill Clinton raped her. This is all on 60 Minutes now. Many of us may have forgotten. And what did Bill Clinton do after he bit her lip while he raped her? And then he says, put ice on it? Come on now. Of course it's not off the table. And there are many other um, 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 accusations about what he's doing to young girls. So no, okay. he's not off the table. But, 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 but
He's not running for office, Christy. So what do you say? That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, I mean, again, agree or disagree. I, I personally think that I think all that junk needs to be left off the table. I get that is the one thing about politics that just really gets my gourd is the personal attacks, you know, and going after people's families. We saw it with Sarah Palin whenever she was running. You know, it's, we still see it. It's but like her, husband, her daughter can't have, her daughter have, can't do anything without everybody knowing about it. Okay, but but having what? said that. Having said that, though, her husband, Todd Palin, was not accused of raping anyone. Right? No, no, that's true. But, I mean, I still think that, I still think that, that, that it's, he's not running. So what, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I, I don't care who it is, what party it is. I hate the personal attacks. I mean, that's what uh, turns. I know years ago, whenever I had nothing to do with politics, that was the main reason I had nothing to do with politics because I got I, I hated that part of it. Okay, I was like, can okay. we just not stick to the issues? There's okay. plenty of them. <laughs> All right, yeah, there are definitely plenty of them. Christine, I respect what you're saying, and I wish that I could be a purist, but you're dealing with the Clintons. It's always personal with them. And it's a question of right and wrong. She is she is judging a Republican candidate, saying that he's sexist, but yet what has she done to women who her husband has raped or um, or had affairs with? I mean, to me, that's right. a pure lack of character. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I see. I do see that. I see. I get where mm-hmm. I hear. I totally hear where you're coming from on that. I you don't it. like it. You're saying you don't like it on either side, Christy, right? I mean, I don't like so it on either side. Here's yeah. my here's my thing. I was, you know, I was kind of torn. I'm thinking, you know, that's their marriage. Some people criticize her because she stuck with him um, throughout, you know, what because of what she did not really speak up for the women involved. You know, there's talk about her, I guess, defending a, a man who uh, raped a 12 year old and laughing and laughing about it and all that. So for her to Use him of sexism is is kind of like really, and you can't keep your you can't eat the pot. The right, of what? Here's, yeah. Here's my here's my thing. Bill Clinton, I, I would I'm inclined to say leave him out of it or leave their his infidelity out of it if we want to call it that. Um, but at the same time, he's about to go out majorly campaigning for her, and I think that if he's going to be stepping forward as one who is campaigning for her. In addition to the that, fact that, he, uh-huh. yeah, in, in addition, I mean, his character should count. Those whom you call alongside you to campaign for you as a voice for you, their character has to count. And then if you're going to be in the White House again as the first man or the first dude or whatever we're going to call it, and you have a reputation and you have accusations out there of not only infidelity but rape, I think, I think that matters. Um, now, will it work for Trump? There are lots of people who are saying that's the wrong way to go. Um, she's only going to get more sympathy from women for that, uh, and we know that's the play on mm-hmm. that. So I, I, you know, I, think, I think that there is – I'm sorry, Adrian, I didn't mean no, to interrupt. No, you don't. Go ahead. I was done. Uh, I, 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 just, I just think that it – really, I think that he needs to stay away from that because, because there are enough issues – that they he could focus on 
mm-hmm. than to than to feed into that because it's true that because that'll get a, a sympathy from from other women and 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 whatever. Just mm-hmm. it it's just there's just no point in feeding into it. In my opinion, well, I mean, I just, I just right. think that it wouldn't be, wouldn't be smart for him to do that. I agree with whoever said that. Well, he's a, he's a counter puncher, as they say. Now he didn't start it. She's starting it by no, calling right. him sexist, and you know Donald Trump. Whether we want to call that childish or not, he's gonna come after yeah, me. I'm going to fight, come. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna, I'm going to come he's after you. Punch back. But yeah. yeah, and I'm not. I don't know. I mean, one one thing I heard on the radio or the television today, I don't even remember where I heard it, but people were saying that a lot of young people, for example, they don't remember the issues with Bill Clinton. They weren't, they don't, they never heard of it or they don't remember it, whatever. And so, and so his bringing attention to it is something that some people think might be a smart thing to do because they need to be, they need to know what, has transpired and they don't know. They just know that he's mm. extremely he's he's extremely uh, popular and people say that he were on the ballot he would be he'd be elected that he would lead all and and many you know, in spite of his craziness and all that immorality um, he was his president was considered a Christy and, and um, Adrian can I say something I wanted to direct your point Christy about uh, um, the personal thing the thing about the Clintons is. They are the ones that bring these things to the public. Mm-hmm. Don Haven, mm-hmm. um, he's a he's a fine, upstanding man, okay, um, and so are the Palin kids. So to go after them for private things, that's one issue. But the Clintons, they have a history of bringing things out to the public. I mean, I mean, God, you are abusing an intern in the Oval Office, right? We object to that. And then you're saying, well, he's got his private life. Just come on now. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it'd be great if we could stick it to the issues, but they're the ones that bring it up and, 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 and flaunt it. And then when we object to it, then they take issue with it. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. that we, righteous men and women of God, we're going to start, this is what I like about Trump. He's got to like, this is right and this is wrong. This is good and this is bad. And we need to start declaring that, that this kind of behavior is unacceptable. I mean, you know, come on. For a mm-hmm. woman to have gone through all these things that have gone through, and we have a presidential candidate who attacks them personally and tries to destroy them. Is that the kind of person we want as commander-in-chief? And, again, okay. it's all back to Cation. That's what Trump should be articulating. If you're going to go mm-hmm. there, talk about this is what's going to happen if this woman becomes president because she takes things personal. Will she take things personal with the Republicans? Yes. With their political mm-hmm. opponents? Yes. With heads of state? Yes. Do we want that kind of personality in the White House? No. Well, you know what, Ron? We totally, I, I, I have no doubt how you feel on this issue. No doubt. And uh, I want to I want you to hold that thought right now. You and Christy, hang with me. We are in overtime. Overtime. I have a caller, and I'm going to take this call. If you're listening to the right voice, I know that you are enjoying this lively conversation, and you're going to hang with us through overtime. And I'm going to take this call. Welcome to the Right Voice Radio. Hello. And they left me. Okay. And I know that number, so you wait till I tell that person hung up on me and I 
know that phone number. All right, I appreciate the passion and also also um Ronald, I appreciate that passion. So um interesting. Uh the whole conversation. We do know that um and that's the spouse we're talking about, but we do know that earlier earlier, uh several days ago, Ted Cruz found himself in a in a situation where the Washington Post printed a cartoon. They ran a cartoon um, featuring his children as monkeys on chains. And, um, and you know, <laughs> that took a lot of, a lot of criticism. And then the editor. And it should have. Right. And the <laughs> editor came out and said, the editor pulled the cartoon and he issued the statement and said, it's generally been the policy of our editorial section to leave children out of it. I failed to look at this cartoon before it was published. I understand why Anne thought an exception to the policy was warranted in this case, but I do not agree. And so it was pulled. And of course, you know, he, Trump, uh, not Trump, but uh, Cruz had said, not, he said, not much ticks him off, but making fun of his girls, he said, do it. Don't mess with my kids. Don't mess with Marco's kids. Don't mess with Hillary's kids. Don't mess with anybody's kids. And he had also tweeted, he said, classy, Washington Post makes fun of my girls. Stick with attacking me. Caroline and Catherine are out of your league. And so I think we would all agree that the children should be off limits. Uh, I think Absolutely. That's little, yeah. Ron, you agree with that, I'm imagining as well. I, I agree. I agree with that. But some have said that this this Washington Post cartoon, after he had his children in a political ad, and some people say that he you know, was using his kids or he used them as props and therefore they were fair game. Um, well, I think I that, you know, um, politicians, they've used their children before. Um, um, but I think that the Washington, was it the Post, was it? I think they went, they stepped over yeah. the line. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Christy agrees as well. Yeah, um, and I don't know, just because you put your kids in, I, I don't know that I would recommend that he put his kids in that political, it, you know, um, but that doesn't mean that his children should be, you know, their children. Made um, fun of. Right, made fun of it. And, and again, as I've heard many people say, imagine if it were the Obama children seen as monkeys on a leash. That would Whoa. not have Woo. gone over. Exactly. Oh, that wouldn't have gone yeah. over at all. Not at all. Okay, and no. we're down. We're down to the to the last few few minutes on the right voice. I'm going to play this um, this commercial uh, really quickly, uh, uh, highlighting adoption. We've talked about Planned Parenthood and the horror of abortion, so I, I like to, to um, uh, adoption promos because they're so important. And then we're going to come back and, and wrap up here on the right voice. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? B, console her? Don't worry, sweetie. This is going to happen a lot. Or C, find her a new boyfriend. Nice, single boy. <laughs> that was weird. As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Okay. Transition here uh, uh, to enter to entertainment and politics and entertainment. 
I remember the last uh, Democratic debate, even though it was on a Saturday afternoon, almost at nine o'clock at night, where they seemed to want to tough these things. Um, there was a um, uh, Hillary Clinton ended by saying, "May the force be with you." And of course, we know the Star Wars craze was all about to start and everything. And I saw criticism on social media about that. And I thought, you know, on the right, I said, you know, if we always talk about pop culture and how important it is for politicians to get involved in that. And I said, if, if it were, say, uh, Sarah Palin, many people would have been like, oh, that's great. She's tapping in, you know, and I'm a, I'm a huge Sarah Palin supporter. And I would have agreed. That's cool, you know, to, to tap in. And yet when Hillary Clinton said it, people were like, oh, how inappropriate. I don't know. I don't know where you guys stand in terms of um, – political figures and being heavily involved in, say, reality TV or entertainment. You both know who David Spade is, I imagine? Yes. Okay. Um, I want to play this. Well, I'm going to let you listen to what he had to say about the Obamas and their reality entertainment I read that you, you criticized Obama for going on the Bear Grylls running wild. I criticized show. Obama because I thought, you know, a president should have a little more dignity than. I mean, I'm, I realized that Woodrow Wilson went on Dancing with the Stars once, but what president's doing reality shows? It just sounds weird to me. You know what I mean, it's just too much. So I think that you know Michelle Obama's on Ellen more than I am. I mean, what what first lady? It's just it's just a new world. It's just I'm not used to it, and they're out. It just seems a bit thirsty for me. That's all. I think they're going to do fine, but they're sort of plotting after the White House. Okay. Like he's on GQ. I'm like, leave that. Bradley Cooper. You don't need to go. The president, you're above all of us. You're above stars, you're above everything. Right? When he's trying to get in the mix, like, I want to present at the MTV Awards. Like, all right, guy, you relax. You got it. Well, there you have David. So, Chrissy, it's you and you and I. Ron, Ronald had to run, and he just said to tell everybody goodbye. He enjoyed his time with us. <laughs> and so, it's just it's back to the two of us. And so, you heard David Spade there, and, you know, he's admitted to criticize it because like, you know what, he's like on Ellen more than I'm on Ellen. And this, this should be more, this should be above, he, the presidency should be above this whole reality TV thing. I mean, you're, you're a person who appreciates entertainment. You're a movie person and things like that. What are your thoughts about David Spade's criticism? Well, I mean, I, I kind of see his point. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit, but you know, and he kind of, as he was talking, kind of like he was a little bit like kind of like skirting around his his thoughts, kind of thinking out loud because he said he was like, I don't know, it's just different. I don't know, we're just living in a different age, different time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. I'm not used to this, and it might right. be very well what it is is that we're just not used to that kind of thing. Um, but what I, do you, you know, think? I, I don't know. That's a, I, I really honestly don't know what I think because I don't. I don't know. My guts went to say I don't really see anything wrong with it. Depending on what the reality show is, I mean, if it's some smut reality show, then obviously then that's not mm-hmm. where a president belongs or or a politician or anything else. But um, mm-hmm. or any anything anything else anybody else. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't well, know. Me, I mean, like I said, I guess it kind of depends. Me, yeah, let me just ask a question. Here, here's the deal. I mean, I'm just wondering, 
when you know that we're dealing with people who don't have uh, don't have jobs and we have ISIS cutting people's heads off and you know issues like that. Do you want to turn on the television and see? I mean, and if the answer is yes, then the answer is yes. And maybe I'm I'm planting it from my own perspective, but that's what I do here, okay? So, I mean, do you want to see your president chilling out on Ellen with his leg crossed, laughing, yuck-yucking it up when when uh, people don't have jobs and ISIS is threatening us and, you know? Well, no. I mean, you're, I mean if you're putting it like that, then no. You know? I mean, well, that's you know. living. No, huh? I mean that's I mean that's the reality of what we're the times that we're living yeah. in. Yeah. So I'm just saying in that situation, I mean, some people say it's it's good to see in the midst of the craziness, it's good to see the president just kind of chilling, you know, and that he's not afraid. He comes across as not afraid and he's real and he's, you know, relatable. And then other people say, you know we got crazy stuff going on. What are you doing chilling out on the couch? Laughing and joking. I see it both ways. I'm, I guess yeah. maybe I don't. I don't know. I guess I've never given it any thought, so I don't really have, you know, like a, a definite answer. Because I see it both ways. I see it both ways. People who say, "Oh, well, you know, he's he's just he's not afraid. He's just you know being relatable and blah blah blah." You know. But then I also see what you just said too about you know is that what you want to see when other people are unemployed and. And, you know, ISIS is chopping people's heads off and, and whatever, you know, so I can see. Yeah, and you don't have a strategy. And you don't, and have, you a don't have a strategy. Yeah. And to me, like, you would be getting one. You know, somebody said something interesting today on, again, TV. I don't even remember who it was. Probably was Fox or Fox Business. But someone commented, they said, you know, when it's the, um, when it's a Hillary, when it's a candidate, for example, they sort of need that. You know, the, the people mm-hmm. like to see them relatable, like to see them right. side of them, and it helps endear them to a candidate. So if you're Hillary Clinton is right. doing it, or you're Donald Trump, or you're Marco Rubio, oh goodness, or, you know, Bernie Sanders, <laughs> people are like, oh, cool. But when you've already got the job, when you're the president, and you're supposed to be doing the job, not auditioning for the job, as a candidate is, you need mm-hmm. to be working. So, yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I, and I, I, I agree. Yeah, I heard somebody say that, and I thought, you know, that makes a lot of a lot of sense. I mean, one part of me goes, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, see your president out there, blah, blah, But he seems to be doing it an awful lot, and I think that's what David Spade is saying. It seems to and be maybe that's the lot. thing, yeah. If it was just like once every once in a while, it would be one thing, but it, it has been. I mean, he just seems like he does it quite often lately. Right, or, or just seems that way because we know we're living in dire times, and it's like, dude, get to work, you know. Anyway. Right. Um, especially when you when you don't seem to have a plan and then you're trying to downplay threats, you know, um, oh, yeah, people, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of trying to diss people who are concerned about what's going on. I don't know. Just, it just yeah. is, uh, it's worth the conversation. All right. Well, um, Chrissy King, you have you have been a, a wonderful guest co-host. And one of the things we like to do, and you know this because you, you listen to the show, and that is um, I like to do happy news and wacky news and everything. I don't know if you have any happy news to, to share going on around or wacky news or anything, but I'll give you the opportunity first. Uh, okay. And then I'll jump. I actually yeah. do. Yeah, wonderful. I do. And I thought, it, and, and it's kind of funny because you brought up the whole uh, Hillary Clinton saying may the, may the force be with you. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, and so it's kind of, kind of appropriate. Um, there was a, a church in mm-hmm. Germany, in mm-hmm. Berlin, Germany, 
that had a um, Star Wars themed service. Huh. And yeah, yeah, and I thought it was really cool because um let me get to where what they said here. Um they said what there was like they said speaking to a packed church with a capacity of five hundred people, um, they said that this was also a message found in the New Testament of the Christian Bible in which some passages refer to overcoming evil with good. And it's kinda of like that conversation that we had the other day and I was telling you about Star Wars and how the good and the dark the right. the, Cause the, I'm clueless. the dark yeah. side. Yeah, right. Because the dark side and and the and the light side or whatever, and the and the good always overcomes the dark side. And and so I just thought it was kind of cool and kind of fun that this that this church was like was was taking the story of Star Wars and they they showed a clip of the movie where Luke Skywalker said, "I'll never turn to the dark side," you know, and how and how as Christians we have to have that. Stand, I will never turn to the dark side. No matter what you try to do to me, no matter what you try to pound into my head, I will never turn to the dark side. You know, mm-hmm. and I just thought that was really cool and kind of fun that this church in Germany did a Star Wars themed church service. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. And I like how you made that analogy, you know, spiritually. We will not turn, we must not turn to the dark side. That's right. Right. That's right. Exactly. I- May the force be with you. That's right. My memory, <laughs> my memory verse that I've been that I've been uh, meditating on for the past week is, you know, First um, uh, John one and seven that says, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, then have we fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ His Son cleanses us from all sin. First John one seven, and so walk in the light as He is the light is in the light. So anyway, uh, very good. Thank you for sharing cool. that happy. And also, what a piece of happy news I have is. Uh, I saw where there was a single mom, and she was on Fox yesterday, I think it was, and uh, she couldn't afford $2,000 worth of car repairs, and she was just distraught. What was she going to do? And these cops came along, saw her situation, and repaired her car for her, and uh, that's just so wonderful. In the world in which we're living, there's craziness going on, right? See that. And then also, there was a Florida Florida Gator basketball team. There's one is a team mate a team member with one hand and he scored his first points uh, and, and the whole team just exploded. I mean, one arm, I should say, and he just goes in and, and makes this sweet basket. Everybody rejoices with him. He had tried, I think that was his fourth attempt that that game, but uh, I think it's so cool when we just get behind people who overcome odds and say that all things mm-hmm. are possible. And that's really cool. And another happy news, speaking of, um, uh, law enforcement right here where we live in this area uh, in our local paper we covered the fact that there uh, was a man who uses his bicycle to take to do errands and to go to work and everything and he had been assaulted um, knocked uh, knocked off of his bike his wallet the money out of his wallet was stolen his bicycle was stolen and the police responded obviously to it but they didn't just respond to it. Do you know that they w- took this guy, went to Walmart to and offered to purchase this guy another bicycle because their heart went out to him. They recognized him. They knew who he was. They wanted to get him back up on his feet, and they went to Walmart. And just as they were about to make the purchase of a new bike, Walmart donated the bicycle in 18 speed. How cool is that? That's I really cool. love stories like that. I Me love too. that. I know. We need more of that. And in terms of wacky news, did you have any news? Wacky news? Oh, no, I thought my I, I thought my 
kind of my church. Um, that was both, right? It was kind of both. It was kind it of wacky was. and fun and, and yeah. you know, it was a little of both. So no, I don't have both. any, like, wacky well, news. Here's... Other than I did, see, I did see an article where, like, uh, some truck, I don't remember where it was now, some, like, semi-truck turned over and and dumped out, like, like 2,000 little piglets. <laughs> they all survived. They all you, survived. But could you imagine trying to catch 2,000 little piggies? <laughs> no, I did. This little piggy I, went to the market. This little yeah. piggy stayed at home. <laughs> and, these, and all the people had to go find them and put them back in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I, yeah, I think I think you do have wacky news there. I, okay, I, I, so maybe I do. <laughs> yes, you do. And as we end here, I'll end with this wacky news, which is really, it's not wacky in terms of funny at all. And that's this weather that we have going on. At first, everybody's like, oh, the crazy Seriously. weather. But the tornadoes have just devastated lives and homes and the flooding, even in our own uh, area here. Mm-hmm. And my heart just goes out to to people who lost loved ones. There have been lots of deaths for, through the tornadoes and the storms and lots of loss of property. And uh, and so I just wanted to say that my my heart goes out, prayers go out to people who are hurting in this wacky, uncharacteristic weather for this time of year. Um, so uh, I hate to end on that 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 note, but um, there's always there's always good news in the midst of it, and in spite of you know it doesn't look like it, but people always right. seem to come along and help, you know. Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah. It was crazy, and in, in just this one storm that went through the state of Texas had a blizzard and tornadoes at the same time. I mean, that's Crazy. just, it's nuts. Or not, I don't know if it was a blizzard, but they had snow and, and tornadoes yes. at the same time, wow. depending on yeah. what part of the state they were from. I mean, I'm just like, mm-hmm. that's, that is wacky. It's, it is wacky. Yeah. It's like wacky times as well as the uncharacteristic warm, warm weather. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Those of you who hung with us for an extra 20-something minutes here on The Right Voice, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so very, very much. We just had so much to discuss. I want to say thank you to Linda for calling in. Thank you to Ron for calling in. We had one caller who said she was just hanging in and listening. She had never listened. She had never called in before, listened before. So grateful for you. And obviously, Christy, you are, are an amazing guest co-host. I appreciate having you on this last show of 2015. Um I just Thank I'm you. so so grateful. This was my first stint doing a radio show this year. It started out with four women on Sisters for Freedom, and then it was down to two. That was Glow Smith and myself, and we transitioned from Sisters for Freedom into White Boys. And now it's just me. I'm starting to think I'm chasing folks away. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but I'm having I'm having a really really good time doing this show, and I'm believing for great things for it. Once again, you can find us on Facebook at The Right Voice Radio, and also on Twitter at The Right Voice One. Tell some. About it, continue to tune in. And you know what, Christy? I want you to have a happy, happy new year, 2015, and lots of challenges for lots of people. But we're forgetting those for things myself. which are behind. For yourself, those things which are behind, or at least learning from them and moving on to great things. The next time we'll catch it, it'll be 2015. Christy, any final words from you? Well, I just want to say thank you for asking me today to do this with you. It's been a privilege, and I've thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I never thought I would enjoy something like this, but I really, really like it. I have the gift of gab, I guess. So I appreciate the the opportunity to get to do this with you, and uh, and I want to wish everybody that's listening 
um, or that will listen later on um, to, to have a happy new year and to have a wonderful 2016. Put the past behind and look forward. And um, 2016, just start it off with a new beginning and move forward and keep on keeping on. Amen. I agree. And as a final request, for those of you who are listening, if you are on social media, media on Twitter or Facebook, if you could just throw out a tweet or throw out uh, go to the Right Voice Radio on Facebook or at the Right Voice One and just drop drop a line about the show, a comment about the show, we'd really, really appreciate it. All right. Thanks again for joining the Right Voice. I'm your host, Adrian Ross, and I forgot my name. I'm the host, Adrian <laughs> Ross, and joining me as a guest co-host is Christy King. We're going to uh, say goodbye tonight with um, something that we really need, and that is God to Bless America by Lee Greenwood. God bless America. God bless the USA. USA. Amen. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky star To be living here today But the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Do it, no doubt.